when you call somebody out or just talk about them, you risk them being really upset that you did that. You know, like for instance, I don't, I don't foresee Rob O'Neill opening up, open, you know, hitting us with open arms. <laughs> I don't, I don't see that. However, that being said, he's always more welcome to come to this podcast if he so chooses. You hear that, drinking bros? <laughs> you are lied to, and don't let that cloud critical thinking. How many points do I have to make that don't? Add How up? many other people do I have to bring in this conversation that do not back up Rob's? JV team for life. <clears throat> The co-host was arrested. The co-host was arrested. <clears throat> ah! All right. I'm ready if you are. All right. Welcome back to the Anti-Hero Podcast, part Delta Force, part Street Cop, all podcasts. I'm your co-host, Tyler, owner of Refractable Apparel. And I'm Brent Tucker, owner of FRCC. We do coffee and cigars. Yeah. And we're going to take today... Because this is the first time I think me and Brent has ever been physically in the studio alone doing a... No, we did our first episode together. Episode number 40 was just me and him in the studio. And then ever since then, we've had a guest or we had to do a remote because you were on contract or something <laughs> like that. So Yeah, it's... Uh, I know. It, uh, this You knew this when you asked me to co-host. So I feel like this is... I'm not going to apologize about it. <laughs> Brent, where are you at? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where are you going to be? No, I'm home. When did you get home? I'm communicating. Yeah, that happened, actually. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it, like one of the things. So we're going to use this episode to talk about um, our podcast and how it started and literally everything in the middle from, you know, re the rebrand to where it's going to go. And, you know, like one of the things that people don't understand is like guests, like booking guests is somewhat challenging because you have your own you have your own it, like things going on two people trying to be at the same spot all the time and then you got a third person too yeah it's uh I, I really think scheduling is the bane of our existence uh most times um it, we, we have one we have one guest that we've rescheduled it's probably no exaggeration oh, seven nurse. times oh she's a nurse and I, and 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 I hate that and some sometimes it's her fault sometimes it's our fault when was it ever her uh, fault when she couldn't come like 5 days advance notice we, that's, that's right <laughs> hey, come on the, 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 <laughs> I, we don't get to dictate the window yeah, you got to want it you got to want <laughs> you gotta it got to want it so we're trying to she lives in South Florida though she's got a huge Instagram following it's I always call her in my head nurse megatron but it's not that it's nurse Me nurse Maggie DRN, yep. and that reads in my brain as Nurse Megatron, <laughs> but which she is not. She's she's an attractive nurse. Yeah, I guess Negaton, Negatron kind of has a negative. As a bad, hundred <laughs> K followers now. though. Yeah, good good for her. So, um, I guess. Oh shit! I always forget this part. Please go to the Patreon, check it out. We just I just put up two things. I put up SWAT roundup interviews, which are pretty funny. Um. Have you watched that yet? Oh, you can't because it's on Patreon. Yeah. And you have to have a big you gotta log in to watch yeah, it. Yeah, I will log in at some point. And then uh, I put uh, the edited, the unedited intro from our last episode on there, which is pretty funny. <laughs> Did you? So I, I, I had, I had a couple text message questions yeah. uh, about that. I pre appreciate you pushing them my way. <laughs> I didn't for, you know for definitions. <laughs> I was like, I'm staying out of this. I'm not talking to random strangers about what we talked about. <laughs> So, and then, um, yeah, we're going to talk about just this podcast, the timeline and everything like that. Yeah, we, we probably should have done it as a uh, as a celebratory episode 50, but mm. episode 53, better, better, better late than never. And uh, this is actually my idea and, uh, and not yours. Because you didn't like mine. <laughs> <laughs> so the... Uh, I'm, as as a co-host, I, I should probably know uh, some of these too, because I, I came in um, kind of halfway into the uh, episode number. Generally, do you remember what what uh, what episode? Forty. Well, you came. Well, uh, the Rob O'Neill one was thirty-seven. Thirty-seven, so, and you were on before well, that. And I was on before that, episode. but not as a co-host, but as as a guest. So we'll split it in half, roughly at half of uh, um, 
of the Antihero podcast. And you were I've been on a, part of. a couple episodes. You've been on, yes. It was like 30, it was before Rob O'Neill, because you were on the episode when you said what you said about Rob O'Neill. That's right. And then I did one at your house when, when we episode were 12. At, at, at that pot, that mouse, 12. Yeah. I'd broken the threshold, baby. That, that's <laughs> right. And we'll, and we'll talk about that. Um, in, in fact, let's, let's, let's go into it. Um, I pulled up some numbers uh, about podcasts. There are 2 million podcasts that they believe has been started since the since podcasts have become popular. Two million. Of those, 90% don't get past episode three. That's crazy. Um, but it's not so crazy to me the amount of questions you field and the other you know people out there wanting to start a podcast. It's I don't know. I don't know if that if it is such a crazy stat. So 90% don't get past episode three. That leaves 200,000 podcasts still left. Of those, 90% don't get past episode 20. Now, that that is definitely easier to believe. I, I, I get that. We'll, and we'll, we'll talk to you about that, how hard it is to, uh, to continue what probably seems like a fool's errand at, at the beginning of it until, until it finally seems like something that, that you should do. Um, so 90% don't get past episode 20. Of those 200,000, so there's another 180,000 podcasts that are uh, taken off the table. So to be in the top 1% of podcasts, you, you only got to get to episode 21. So we are in the top 1% of podcasts, according to the numbers, whether you like that or not. And uh, so that means our competition isn't the 2 million podcasts. Once you're kind of established... Your competition's twenty thousand podcasts. Yeah, which sounds great. You've you've gone down from two million to twenty thousand, but if you think about it, that's like having twenty thousand TV channels to choose from. Yeah, and that's all the Still people that want it. That's a, that's not even like that's not even twenty thousand of like pushing your way through. You know, people that are just existing. Like these are, these are the ones that are proven statistically to want that's it. That's right. So yeah, so that's those are the numbers. That's how. That's um, that's just the, the the hard stats of the podcast world. So my question to you that I I don't know the answer to, and I should. What what's the origin story of the Antihero podcast? What made you want to do it, and then what made you like you know what I'm gonna invest the money and I'm I'm gonna kick this thing off. Yeah, so I I always wanted to do one like when I was in college, but I had no substance. Like I had nothing to talk about. So, um, and then. I kind of left my brain for a long time because I became a cop and it's, it's very taboo to be a cop. I don't know why to express your opinion. Like it's very hard to get cops on this on here that, um, we can kind of, we can kind of coerce them into coming on by promoting their small business. And I think that makes them feel like, okay, I have a reason to come on here. I, but sometimes when cops get together, they say dumb shit and they're so worried about saying something stupid and not having control over how it gets put out, how it gets edited. And I get that. So it kind of left my brain for a long time. And then I started an apparel company and I was like, I need to get on podcasts to promote this apparel company. And I couldn't get on any podcasts because I, I don't know what it was. So I was like, you know what? It's way easier. I thought, I thought just to start my own podcast <laughs> and advertise my t-shirt company or my apparel line. So that's essentially how it started. And you know, that was like kind of like the reason why I did it, but the substance all came from just being like uh, being a voice for like first responders and like real talk. How did did you just Google a lot of things, YouTube searches? Did you have a friend that did podcasts? What how how'd you get the you know the the core um, the, the core facts and of, of like, this is what I need and this is how I need to start moving in that direction. Where, where'd you get th those, th uh, those from? Well, it's like, it's, I don't know if you've ever, like you ever wake up one day and then you have like this weird, like I'm doing this now today. Like it's almost like a sign from God. Like one day I was like, I'm doing it and everything worked out. I YouTubed everything I needed to know. It's all on YouTube. Everything's on YouTube. I don't know how yeah. the generation before us did anything. Because, <laughs> Not the truth. Um, it, it, it was it was simple things. The first thing you got to figure out: Do you want to do a video podcast or an audio podcast? Right? Audio podcasts are super easy, yet you got to be really interesting to only have an audio podcast, 
or already be popular, right? You either one, but no one knows who I am. And quite frankly, I don't know if anybody needs to hear this. No one gives a shit about you in life. No one really cares what you have to say. You're going to start something thinking I'm going to have like 150 people listening. You'll have four and you're like, Oh, and, and you'll have you have four with three comments and two of them be negative. <laughs> yeah. And then everybody going, Oh dude, I meant to listen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's no shortage of people that'll, you know, that'll shit on something that, that you're trying to do, uh, on, on social media. And that's, that's unfortunately one of the negative things that social media has brought on, you know, not to bash social media too much. It does a lot of good and it, it helps promote us and, and our business and, and it helps promote us on this. But what it also does, it allows people to be a nameless and faceless voice and say things to you they would never say to your face. Yeah, They'll like, put it on a comment. Like law enforcement meme pages. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I just Googled everything. I decided I was going to hit it hit it running. I was going to do a video podcast. Oh, and it, uh, I it, used the first one I filmed was with my iPhone. It, it's funny you say that about, yeah, it, I, just, I just Googled it. And that's, I started a business. Yeah, FRCC was stu- was was off of all Googles, you know, just like you said with the podcast. I woke up and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to live a life going, ah, I had this business idea and I should have done it. I woke up one day. I was like, no, I'm going to do it. And I Googled everything. Like the, the, the information is always out there. And so whether it's business information or people wanting to go to selection, I get questions, you know, all the time still. And I think back, I never asked anyone um, you know, about selection and advice. That's not true. I shouldn't say I, I didn't ask anyone. I asked a few people that I knew were either friends or that I knew would be good uh, people worth listening to their advice. But the way that people just randomly ask anyone for advice that they want to do in life instead of the answers are there. The answers are on Google. And if you come to me with a question and you haven't even Googled it yet, you know, to yeah. have some sort of um, you know, background or the questions you're asking, I think I think it's just lazy, and it makes me want to not invest a lot of time and energy into that person if they're not even going to Google it first. Yeah, and that's I I kind of like thought about that when you said like, I mean, I'm not trying to make you sound like a dick, but you said when people come up to me and ask me about Delta Force selection, I know they're not the ones that are going to be selected, and it's the type of person, and it, it's not nearly as serious or extreme as that, but you know, in anything. But the if mindset's you're like, similar. Yeah. The if, successful mindset is similar. Like, how do, how do, what do I do for a podcast? Like, what do you mean? What do you do? Like, have you even thought about it? Like, I want to do one. That's all I got. Now I'm asking somebody. Yeah. Like, but when they come to you and, and, and they have, they already have, you know, these layers and there is, there isn't, there is a, a point to a Google search where it doesn't give you the exact answer you're looking for. And that's when it's time to go, to go ask someone. Yeah. A particular but, question <laughs> about a particular thing that you right. cannot find. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, which brings me to my next question: How many people now that uh, now that our podcast is wildly successful? How many people ask you about podcast advice? A lot, and I kind of um, I started like a little farm club for podcasters where people can go and they can fine tune their craft, they can get experience, and then they can branch out on their own. Uh, that's called Punk Farm Media. It literally requires me to do absolutely nothing other than give advice and let them. Every every show has a slot Monday through Friday, right? Yeah. If they don't make the time slot, I don't. It's not like they can't post, but that's number one right there is consistency. You have to consistently. If I don't get out at seven in the morning on Monday, I'm like panicked because I feel like people are going to be like, you know what? I'm not going to watch this podcast. <laughs> Fuck them. They weren't ready here at seven, you know. And so consistency is one thing, and um. You know, it, lots of people ask. Um, a lot of people want to do it, but they at least they know I'm not going to do it for real. So they don't ever start. Because for me, it's something like this. Like, if you're going to put yourself out there on the on the Internet and then you quit doing it after a couple episodes and then you don't you have the balls to not take it down. Like then everybody kind of sees like you quit. I think we have this um, idea and mindset and even hope that of this get successful or rich quick and what the internet and social media can provide you. And it can provide that, but to, but it's such a small percentage, you know, it's such a small percentage that, that, that get that, that easy road. Um, and the other part of that is you may see someone that is successful now and you assumed that they got there you know, with an easy road and you have no idea yes. what they went through 
and how small they were and how much they hustled to get to, to where they're at now. So I think people just, they, they do that and they quit after a couple episodes. You're like, oh, I thought this would be easier. I thought it'd be bigger sooner and, yeah. and I'm out. Yeah, if you want to leave your full-time job and podcasts, I mean, <laughs> probably not probably not the answer. Well, that or it's going to take a long time. And, you know, it's, we talk about all the time. You're going to be doing, you're going to be working eight hours. You're going to come home and you're going to work a lot or you're going to be working at work, you know. And yeah, I just, you know, uh, uh, podcasting for a hobby, that's a totally different thing. If people got like, you know, I know people that hunt and fish and they got like, they are perfectly content with minimal amount of listeners. And they don't care because it's a hobby to be able to just express things, talk about things. They do not care. It doesn't bother them. It would fucking kill me. Yeah, that's, I think that's a a really good point because how many successful businesses that you don't know started, started in, in people's uh, garages, Mm -hmm. you know, it was, it was, they didn't leave their full-time job to go down this business venture. Um, they started in the garage. They started small. If it worked out, it worked out. But if not, they weren't betting the farm on it. The yeah. same thing with you know, the same thing with with podcasts. You know, started as a side hustle. It grew, and finally, it grew to a point where they were able to make a decision. Hey, I can go all in on this, or or, or not. But they didn't do that from the get go. Yeah, and I think that I feel like that day and age is almost done. Uh, the whole betting, the uh, uh, spending all of your family's life savings on opening the restaurant and it ain't failing, like type thing. I know a lot of people, there's there's two ways to go about a business. There's one is just a slow rollout, slow, like what I did. Slow rollout, no loans, no investors, because yep. I was still building my brand on my personal, which is kind of what I did with this podcast, too. Uh, a lot of it fell into play quick, but there was a lot of like rebranding that had to be done. So if I had been like, hey, I need $10,000 for all this equipment, and I need all this, and, I, and I'm letting people in on the money already from day one, and I don't even know what we really are yet. I would have. It would have been a disservice to the yeah. pocket. I think that's that's something you know that I think every business owner deals with. And if you and if you start a podcast at, at some point, I mean, you're you're a business owner to you know to, to to some degree. Which is, do I give up a percentage of this business for some money right up front? But when you when you're not showing a you know a significant amount of income, that means you're going to have to give up the larger percentage of that business for some of that money. Um, and it's, it, it's, it's a balancing act because marketing is huge, rebranding, branding, you know, shirts, you know, every equipment, all that costs money and either investors are gonna have to pay for it. But, it, you know, but of course it doesn't come for free. It's going to yeah. come as a, as, as a percentage and you, and you never know what the answer is. Do I just stay small? you know, for a long time and struggle, or do I give up a percentage of business and, you know, and, and put some money in that's, and I don't know the answer to that. Dude, I, I don't. It's a gamble. And then once you gamble and it works, you're like, I hope it keeps working. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and then a part of you is, is probably going to be like, why didn't I do that sooner? Or of course the other side of that is, uh, that was, that was a bad idea. And now I've given up a you know, percent of my business when I could have done this on my own. I think that's why people, you know, struggle with that. And I, and I don't, again, that, you know, that, that answer always falls on, on, on the individual. And I, don't, I don't know the right answer for that. No, I'll, I'll, we're going to do an entire episode on our small businesses and Brent's uh, journey through FRCC and all that stuff. We just couldn't fit it into the podcast one at the same time. So speaking of, you know, possibly getting investors uh, or the capital it takes to, to start this, you know, uh, you did it off of off off of your cell phone, mm-hmm. um, but the truth is you have to have good content. You know, as, I mean, there's a lot of variables in it, but content is one of it, and quality content does does matter. Yeah, you know, if you're filming on a shaky cell phone with with poor audio, someone's probably not going to stick around and and, and yeah, listen to your podcast. So what's what's your advice on on hardware and what? When did you go from a cell phone to, you know what, I'm going to put some money into this? And then how much did that cost? Yeah, so like I said, I decided to do the video option, which is going to, uh, we'll talk about the social media later, but the video is going to allow you for exponential growth on social media. I didn't know that, but I kind of knew it. Um, I don't know why I wanted video so bad, but I think that's what was was in the back of my brain in the subconscious is that I was going to be able to share these clips and grow it. But uh, so assuming that you want to do some kind of video podcast, it's um you really only need one camera we did the first 
three or four episodes with me and my buddies, you know, uh, with my phone. And you know what? You don't have a phone in your podcast. In fact, fun tidbit, we used my phone all the way up until about a month ago when we were starting to... It's one thing if you're chilling with your homies and one of the cameras goes out because it was a memory and it's like, oh, whatever. Like, at, now it's like very stressful to make sure that everything's working when we have someone coming on, <laughs> right. traveling to come see us yeah. and to be on this podcast. And they're very excited to be here with us. And then you can't be like, oh, my phone ran out. Sorry. Like, so, but I started with the phone. I mean, but we still, and I, I'm big on phasing out mics, right? Like, so this is one of the older mics that I started with, but you have one of the newer mics. And you just, there's no point in going, starting with $300 sure mics when you're starting a podcast but there's also no point in rebranding and buying four new mics i just phase them out and you know um you know sell sell your old don't be afraid to buy shitty equipment like you said when you're first starting you could always sell it on marketplace and there's always yeah. podcasts <laughs> um, the with Amazon coming online, you know, just which just makes everything so much more accessible now than than we had. And technology go, moving so fast, things getting smaller, things getting more uh, more affordable. Um, you, know, you know, case in point, uh, we have a, a night vision shoot that that we need to shoot here um, next week. I can get a night vision camera off of Amazon for for a hundred bucks. So, what you what you had, a, you know, available to you even just a couple of years ago, and what's available to guys now, if they just search, a, you know, Bluetooth microphones. Like I said, iPhones are a professional, you know, quality camera these days. Yeah, you, you pay know. for the iPhone. You're paying for the storage and the and the camera. Everything else is like forty bucks. Even, even if you have an Android. I, yeah. I don't I don't know anyone that has an Android. But yeah, let's say fucking you, weird is. <laughs> <laughs> but let's say you do. The, those to make fun of them, their cameras are are better than than yeah, iPhones. That's what I heard. And and some of them. I've I've seen it firsthand. So, so. you're you're walking around with the tool in your pocket already. Yeah. Like you said, the day you go, I want to start a podcast. The next day, you can have the equipment at your door. The next day, right. you don't even need. You could still be on the high of wanting to do something where. It used to be where you waited like five, six days and it comes in the mail and you're like, well, I don't really know if I want to do this anymore. So not not to put words in your mouth. I, generally speaking, I don't like to put anything in your mouth. Um, <laughs> you would you would suggest. He doesn't like to, but he will. <laughs> <laughs> you would you would suggest start out cheap, make it to a certain point, this decision point, like, you know, I'm going to go all in on this and then and then upgrade your equipment. Is that, I would. Is that. Yeah, well, I would make the decision, the type of person I am, I'm not going to quit until... I mean, we just read the statistics. You, as long as you just don't quit, you're in the top 10%. You don't even have to quit. That's like being on a run and just don't stop running, and then you're going to be up there with the top 10%. And well, then... Yeah, well, that brings me to, you know, uh, of sorts, you, you, you're in the top 10% with three episodes, but I think what happens at 20 episodes, and, and when I say I think, I truly think, I, you do all the hard work on this as far as the the editing and you know the promotion of it and getting everything out on those those platforms um i, I don't think they realize what it really takes and, until they do several i'm like you know this is a lot more work than i thought so when you started doing that we talked about hardware what you use for software and editing and then how how long did it take you to edit your first episode as as opposed to now or maybe the maybe the time frame didn't get shorter but it got a lot a lot better what was that progression like software wise yeah so i use davinci um it's free that's another thing a lot of people use adobe which is fine adobe premiere pro i think i think it's like 30 bucks a month but davinci is like 99 percent of what adobe is and it's completely free you don't have to sign up for anything and um and i learned that through youtube best software is for editing a podcast right because you're not a small we're not small time movie makers we're podcasters so it doesn't really need to be we're not doing dramatic angles we're not doing you know bringing in all kinds of crazy camera work we're just we got three set cameras that don't move and we just got to be able to clip them and it's a lot of manual labor because like like you said a podcast is it never stops so you're scheduling um you're planning the episode you're getting your topics ready uh you're showing up then you got to schedule with your co-host. You show up, you set up, you tear down, you immediately go upload because uploading takes 
fucking 45 minutes to an hour per camera. Uh, once you're done uploading, you start downloading. Once you're downloaded, you start editing. And then once you're editing, once it's all done in editing, you re-upload to all the platforms. And by that time, you're already, it's already time for the next episode. There's not well, a lot of times that overlap. So I think it's exactly what you said. It's, um, it's like, whoa, I thought this was going to be a lot more fun than it actually is. Which it's, it's super fun and super rewarding. But it's also a lot of hard work. <laughs> um, you, you and uh, I, I use uh, software for social media that uh, um, you suggested, InShot. Yeah. You still, do you still use that as well? Yeah. That, that so, man. I, uh, again, YouTube. You, you suggested it to me. I went and watched like a ten-minute. You know, this is an intro to InShot and all the things it can do. Um, and then I eventually went, went to like an advanced video. I I don't. I probably don't use InShot to its full capabilities. It's a really cool app. Yeah, and it's free. So and I, free, yeah. Uh, I just well, I think there's a there's a in probably a paid version. Yeah, where you could do where you put the head on the thing and it moves. Oh, that, that's right. I actually, that I did pay for it because that's that's why I needed it for. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I so I realized to make you said it's about content, right? So my first couple episodes were not good. They were not filmed good. The audio was really bad because, you know, I didn't really learn that without a, certain things, you kind of have to talk into the mic, right? You see on podcasts where they're, you know, these podcasts that that make $30,000 a week, you know, they're talking like this. That's because they have a whole staff condensing all of it. They just make it sound so crisp where it's just my dumb ass and my computer trying to get it out <laughs> by fucking Monday. And, uh, but I knew that with the substance, if you have something good to talk about, like a good theme for a podcast, it'll work. And then the biggest thing is social media clips. I cut a clip Monday through Friday, unless I'm like so busy one day, I just can't get to it. Um, Monday through Friday, I'll either try to have it pre-cut and ready to drop or okay. I'll wake up with my coffee and I'll just, I'll, when I edit our, I find good talking points, a good thing. Like this would be a good short. I mark the timestamp. So I'll have, I'll have like an entire, uh, uh, list of, I'll show you like, um, so basically do you re so as you're editing and you're rewatching. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like and I you're rewatching it. Something stands out. You're like, you know, that, that, that's a good minute clip. Yes. And, I'm like, and so I'll find I'll it tag that basically. And I'll screenshot it on my phone. I'll flip yeah. it over. I'll watch YouTube. I'll watch our episode on YouTube. I'll hit record. I'll let it go. All right. Screen save. And then I throw it in in shot and just start cutting, putting the little captions on. You can learn how to use picture in picture. So if we're talking about a certain yep. thing, you can throw a picture in picture in there, and then you can actually watch what we're talking about while we're talking about it. And, I mean, that's no secret. That's huge. That's oh, yeah. I, I, I hate the not to beat this dead horse, but, you know, people are like, well, I don't know how to do it. It's it's on YouTube. Yeah, Everything is it. on YouTube. <laughs> and the first time you do it is painful. It, it, it'll take you hours to do one little thing that you want to do. It'll look like shit, too. That's right. But the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And now you understand when you watch other videos, you know, you have a now that you have the experience of it. And when you hear other people talk about it, you're like, yep, I've had that same, those same problems and I can become better at it and become a, a, you know, a master of my trade through experience and continuing to explore it. But it always sucks the first time. But you got to want it. Yeah. And I, and it's the same thing that I don't care if it's SF selection or starting a podcast. You got to want it. I mean, if you were to go into SF selection or even uh, the selection for the unit, I mean, if you go in with, all right, well, if I don't make it, I, at least I could go with my cozy unit. I don't really feel like, I don't really feel like those are the type of people that they want. You know, they, I feel like you're already planning to fail. If you're like, hey, I'm just going to try this. If it doesn't right. work out, I'm right. going to go back. If you're already planning your exit strategy uh, at the same time, you're planning your, your, your entrance to the market. Uh, you know, people ask me that some, you know, sometimes like what's, what, uh, what are we going to do with FRCC? If it doesn't work out, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's a scary thought, man. Never, <laughs> never thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think about it. I, I don't, and I don't understand, you know, honestly, it sounds, you know, cheesy or, you know, however David Goggins ish, if you will. <laughs> but you know, those aren't, those we just have to throw in a mo couple motherfuckers in there. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't understand that, that, that thought process. So I don't even go down it. It's once, once. Once we've, you know, like you in this podcast, once you've decided this is what you're going to do, it's it's success or else. And yeah. I think that's the mindset you have to, and that's why we're on episode 53. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, to me, my mindset is you either got to kill me or fire me or make it, you got to take <laughs> away the, like take away everything. Yeah. What, um, guess what, what do you think? What was your first, I guess I wouldn't say, you know, big guess or guess you're like, got them. Like this is, this is, uh, what was your first big guess and how'd you get them? His name was Brent Tucker and he happened to live <laughs> in the city next to me. <laughs> That was huge. Well, hey, let's let's talk about that. How 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 I come across uh, that? That's the one. That's the one origin story I do know because yeah. I lived it. Had had uh, had had that come across your uh, you know your, your options? Be like, oh, this this guy, and I'm gonna reach out to him. You had come uh, to train the SWAT team, and then everyone's like, dude, that guy's Delta. And it was right when you uh, like just kind. Of, I don't know if you like kind of like when you were building everything, you didn't really like come out too much but it was right when brent tucker's name started coming out and uh our, our mutual friend john you know he was like dude this guy is so nice he's the nicest guy in the world you know you'll never know he's one of those guys you'll never know his background unless you pull it out of him and then so somebody was like man you should get him on your podcast and i was like i don't know man do you think he will and i emailed you and then you didn't respond and then i emailed you again you said so sorry yeah. i'm swamped i will definitely be there yeah and then you brought all kinds of goodies and you know that's yep. That was that. That was a big hitter. That was my first <laughs> slam dunk. And that was, you know, and that was episode twelve. Twelve, and, yeah. And and it and it performed better than than All than your uh, than than your previous episode. And that kind of gives you like a fire. Like, That's right. It kind of yeah. like if what do I need to do more like this episode? Which again, in my subconscious was like stem like was planted back here. I just didn't think about it when twelve through thirty five is when I started stressing because I'm like, the next step needs to happen. And I was like, uh, I don't know what it is. I don't really know what I can offer anymore. And I was like, you know, and then you came on a couple more times and I was like, that's it. That's like, if you just fucking, if you, li I don't want to sound cheesy or religious, but if you listen to what God's telling you, you know, they'll put it there. You just have to be kind of open to it. And I was like, so ever since then, I've been trying to like figure out what works in episodes, and yeah. if something doesn't work, then there's no point in doing it. Who, who's who's been uh, of of late? You know, past that ones. Let's say uh, we've had several guests on since. Yeah, the, you know, the, the Rob O'Neill episode really mm -hmm. kind of put us on the map and gave us something to point to to say, look, you know, we, you know, this is the type of audience we can get. What was uh, I'm thinking of maybe a guy it might be, but who's who's the next person that you re reached out to? That you feel like you had some sort of, not a wasta, to say, hey, you know this. We're anti hero podcast. Come on. Uh, I think it was CC Lee. Was probably if I could think of if if I could think of numbers yeah. that yeah, produced that people just like that. And she, uh, she, if I remember right, when you 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 you, you made a, a short about that, mm -hmm. and then she showed up in 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 the messages, didn't she? Was that? Yes, so, hey, this yes, is, because this I couldn't, I couldn't find her. I was like, man, maybe she like doesn't have an Instagram, which is insane. But I couldn't, and then somebody sent me a post like shitting on her. Like they not. Let's rephrase that. They they sent me a post. <laughs> not literally. Yeah, I, they yeah, they sent me a post making fun of her, and I was like, oh shit, I don't even, I didn't even know she had a podcast or uh, an Instagram. So I found her Instagram, and then uh, I messaged her. She messaged me one of the two, and she was so on board with coming on because when you do stuff like this, when you call somebody out. Or just talk about them, you risk them being really upset that you did that. You know, like for instance, I don't, I don't foresee Rob O'Neill opening up, open, you know, hitting us with open arms. <laughs> I don't, I don't see that. However, that being said, he's always more welcome to come to this podcast if he so chooses. You hear that, drinking bros? <laughs> um, the the next person, not not as big, but it's it's one of those things where, um where you follow people on Instagram. And so to them, like you don't meet them. And so they're just some on Instagram. And then you actually had them on the show. And I was like, Oh snap. I, I follow that guy on Instagram. I, I see him. Fit responder. Oh yeah. yeah. Fit responder. Come on. And it's like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's, that's a guy I follow on Instagram and here he is on the, on the show. And I wasn't even here for the show. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> what I used to do is I used to, so, okay. In order to build, in order to get monetized on YouTube, I had a goal for a year, 4,000 watch hours, 1,000 subscribers. That was my goal. If I could get that in a year, and I started on December 12th, get the fuck out of here. It's December 12th. 
<laughs> but the the yep. podcast started December twelfth, so I told myself I have till December twelfth, twenty twenty three, to get to that. So, um, one of the things you have to have is watch hours. So you could get all the subscribers in the world, but if people aren't, if you don't have enough content for people to watch, so I started doing every Thursday zooms where I would just zoom people that geographically were far away. And then once we got monetized, I started realizing that the Zoom episodes weren't really performing nearly as well as our in-studio. And then I was like, well, I'll tell you what. My next thing I'm going to tackle for next year is going to be being able for me and you to use some kind of platform other than Zoom because it sucked. And have people right here with us. Yeah. But they're on the TV. We have our separate mics. And I think that'll really open up a lot of uh, guests that just can't make it here. Yeah. We, uh, I won't, I won't spoil it and drop names. We got probably t- two or three guests coming on that we got stacked up in, in the next quarter that I'm really excited to, uh, to have on. So the guests will just get bigger and bigger as, as the podcast grows. And that's, that's something I'm selfishly excited about. Yeah. I, I enjoy hanging out with those people and hearing their stories. We have to keep turning down Tim Kennedy. He just won't stop. <laughs> Jeez. Let me on the anti-era podcast. That, yeah. Well, he's, he's a selfless self promoter, so <laughs> I'm not, I'm not surprised. Um, you talked a little bit about, you know, frequency and content. Uh, let's talk about the platforms that, that you post on. And I, I, I probably can't name them all, but it's, it's a probably four or five, um, are they all are they all worth it? Are they all worth your time? And what's and if you know, would you suggest to someone to hey, you just hit all the platforms and see if they do well for you, or just really concentrate on these few platforms and if you grow from there, a- expand your footprint. What's you talking what's, about social what, media? Yep. YouTube, Spotify, yeah. Instagram, Facebook, you know, Twitter, like you know, it's, yeah. it's a lot to keep up with. So YouTube is its own thing, it's its own entity, it's its own work. Um the audio platforms we, me and you, signed with C minus Media. They distribute with one with which you can do this yourself. You don't need to have them, but you have what's called an RSS feed. That's your podcast. You drop that feed, and you si- you have to sign up with Spotify, Google, Google's buying YouTube, but Google and YouTube, Spotify. Uh, what's the other big ones that people? Anyways, all the all the all the big podcasting names that people listen to. You uh, you drop your RSS feed in that, and then once you do that one time, it saves it, and then you can upload to all of them at the same time. So, um, it's just really audio and video. And they even quit on you, they didn't even. Yeah. But um, yeah. So that's actually not the hardest part, is uploading all that stuff. Um, I would say social media is probably the most important, but. You know, like for instance, like one Twitter, it's just, I don't know what it is. I don't know if we're like in the generation between who cares about Twitter and Twitter's everything. And like, (laughs) I just cannot, like I'll tag, I'll try and use Twitter when we, when we post like a police department, we talk about a hero of the week. I'll try to like tag that department in it because Twitter's more professional, I think, even though you can watch porn on it. So it's kind of (laughs) weird, but you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of agencies have official Twitters and I figure if it's an appropriate video we're giving you know, we're recognizing heroic work, but it's just too taboo, I guess, for, you know, maybe to get in bed with us as far as, you know, but Twitter's just not worth it. I still post every yeah. now and again, but, and Facebook I do for the boomers, but we don't even have an answer on Facebook. Boomers. I just post for probably the 30 people that listen because of Facebook. Yeah. Um, what's your goals? What, what do you, what do you want you know, or foresee, uh, you know, uh, obviously, you've met your, your your first goal for for year one, right? Yeah, yeah. When well, do all that, we met that. So I remember when I proposed, I wrote up the entire thing, and it was I was going to propose this idea to you before the Rob O'Neill episode, and it just happened to like, like whoa! But like, I couldn't even when I made the proposal like five days before I even got with you, I had to keep going in and changing it because we were rising so much because you had been on a couple episodes and people just liked that. And when I came and proposed this idea to you, uh, we weren't even at that. Yeah. We were below a thousand. We were below subscribers. We were below 4,000 watch hours. And I was like, I can project that in the next two months we will be by it. And then we dropped Rob O'Neill and everything changed. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when you proposed that to me, um, 
uh, I could see it in your face a little bit that, uh, and I felt kind of like a dick because you, you presented me with this really nice packet with a lot of data in it. You're like, hey, I want you to be a co-host. And I took it. I was like, I thumbed through it just real quick. I was like, let's do it. Yeah. And you were like, you want to look at all that? Cause I spent a lot of time. <laughs> it on that. literally became <laughs> a coaster at one point. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, no, we're good. I, I really want to do a podcast. Uh, you know, I, I set up, you know, my parameters for it. I don't want it to be a gun bro, a gun mm-hmm. vet, you know, podcast. I want it to be, you know, first responder focused. Yes, we will, you know, talk about military and special operations. Uh, and some of my friends who have retired and are, are in the first responder community to, to train and help out. But I really wanted it to be a platform for first responders to, to tell their stories. Or, you know, our ideals aligned on that. So there wasn't a whole lot more to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it was, me and Brent both had the same mindset as far as the way everything operates and works. We talked about what each, it was very cut and dry and very clear what each one of us brings, you know? We talked about that. What what yeah. am I going to be able to bring to this podcast? I can bring right. this, and then yeah. you counter it with, I can bring this, and it was like, it worked. It so. really couldn't have been any any easier or uh, or, or more streamlined. It was like, yes, and, and this is what I want, yes, and this is what you want, yes, and it, uh, and, you know. And here we are at episode 53, still doing it. And it's, it's, it's been a hell of a ride, you know, so far. I've really enjoyed it. What do you want? What's, so you fit your first goal. What's, what's, what's your, what's your end game? What's, what's your, what's your dream of, of Antihero podcast? So like, I feel like we're in phase two. Um, phase two is like exactly what we are in right now. We're like looking now, I'm telling you like you don't know, but I'm telling them and talking to you, but we're in the process of, uh, starting to capitalize on our hard work. So, you know, every time, I mean, it sucks. Like Brent's doing his whole business here and we have to come and go, (laughs) we have to shoot the podcast and then Brent has to, you know, and then we both have to go. It doesn't suck. It's just a lot of hard work. And sometimes I feel like people like me, or I don't know about you, you get imposter syndrome. Like, you know, why would somebody want to pay me to read an ad? Like, you know, I'm just a stupid podcast, but yeah, so we're starting to look into getting sponsors, but we want to find the right sponsor, yep. uh, a good relationship to where, you know, if something doesn't sell good one week, we know they're not just going to drop it. They're going to see like, was it just that week or do we, is this not good for us? And, you know, or right. if we sell them way more than what they thought, they know not, we're not going to go. We want more money. You know, it's a, I want a good relationship. And, um, but th- that's the th- that's the next step, I think. The next goal is to uh, start getting sponsors, just keep growing, and then um, having guests on that typically it wouldn't be worth their time. But now they're like, well, it's kind of worth my time now to come on. Yeah, I think having those those few bigger names uh, we got in the the hopper will will uh, will catapult us uh, there. I'm I'm excited to see what December twelfth, twenty twenty four brings. Yeah, and my ultimate goal. I've never talked to Brent about this, and I asked him if I could say this, and he was like, go. But my ultimate goal is, whether it take five years or whatever, is to be able to have a studio with a team that of people. You know, the insanity. Eric, who owns C-minus and Failure to Stop, he told me, like, when he worked for Drinking Bros, that every episode was in and out tens of thousands of dollars. Every episode. Ads. All the gener, you know, but they're like, you know, we also have to pay employees to come in. So it really, when you do all those numbers, it really works out to like it's it's another source of income. Right. But you get paid for two hours worth of work. Um, but a team full of people, uh, a studio that's already set up, so that way we can we can literally roll in and go. Hear me out. The anti-hero broadcasts Monday through Friday, nine to eleven where we just touch on every single topic in military and law enforcement and first responders that I can barely run one episode a week, <laughs> but that's a big dream. All right. But you know, you'll be able to clip it out of this episode 53 when it happens. That's what we'll do. Well on that, let's talk about things that, uh, again, that we're passionate about and that's first responders, first responder businesses. We finally did it. Finally did it. So, Flashover Skate Company. Do you have his account pulled up? Because he's. I, I do. It is Flashover Skate Co. on Instagram. Okay. Yep. Caleb's been a uh, big fan of First Bonner Coffee Company uh, since since the get go. Um, and uh, it's, it's really 
an honor really to, to give back to him and something that he started. He also wants to do things for, for first responders. Uh, he's a firefighter uh, out of Texas, and he started this. And uh, this little shout-out for you, Caleb. Thanks for all the support, and uh, thanks for doing your part to start something and give back as well. Yeah, I mean, and, and again, he's a first. He's an active first responder, and we're not taking away from Skate Farm or DJ Shipley Skate thing. Obviously, they're great companies, but when you know, if you want to buy a deck and you want to buy from an actual operating first responder, like currently in the field, right? And and as a small business, your your purchase matters to him. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Because you know what's funny is that somebody said, "Hey man, you should go and buy Snake Farms Blood on the Risers deck and put it on your studio. It would look fucking dope." And they only made a certain amount of them, and it looks dope. And I was like, <laughs> "That's awesome!" But we have Flashover Skate Company's deck. So as corny as that sounds, we've always done these small businesses to try because there will be a time. I'm telling you, there will be a time when people are like. We're paying you to promote our stuff. We don't want you really talking about all these companies for free. So we're doing it while we can, and it's really important to us. And we put our money where our mouth is. I bought that. He did. He, yeah. He didn't send. He didn't send it for free and be like, "Hey, would you please, uh, you know, push this?" Yeah. He's never asked us to push uh, push it. I saw that he started something. I bought it from him, and now we're we're pushing it pro bono. And if you join the Patreon, we'll get Brent skateboarding on it. We'll buy him a deck and wheels. <laughs> you skateboard? I I used to when I was a middle schooler, like everyone else in the early '90s, on my Power Peralta skateboard. <laughs> Can you ollie? No. <laughs> Break your other arm? I tried. I tried so hard. I never ollied. So we're gonna end it this week. Again, we're trying something new. We're gonna end it with dumbass cop of the week slash hero of the week. And again. I'm always setting my feelers out there for other first responders or military, but there's just something about cops that I don't know if it's the job, the stress, the power trip, untrained agencies, but this is in Alabama. This is a female cop. She has a black male arrested, which not that that matters, but I'm trying to paint the paint the picture for you because you I don't know if you watched it. I but did. It's, it's it's a tough one to watch. Okay, this one is so bad because I thought it was a comedy sketch. It, that's how bad it was. You're watching it, and you're like, this is funny. This is like something off Mad TV. She's got him. He's detained in handcuffs. She's walking him. She slams him over the front of the car, right? She's I think she's talking a little shit. She is. And then she's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And he goes, yo, I got a gun. And as he says, like, oh, yeah, I got a gun on me, she goes, oh, yeah, I found it. And then she puts the taser in his back and then dry stuns him. I don't know if it's because she was... Because there's two things you got to understand about this video. First off, it's Alabama. They're way behind the times about everything that goes on in the country. Trust me. <laughs> and then second, there is a thing with females where they have to over... Kind of... Um, female. Yes, because guys don't listen to them. If you're a five foot three female... And she wants to take in six foot two Brent. If you're an asshole, you know, even if you don't fight her, you're going to test her. And she's got to be like, shut the fuck up. And then all of a sudden on camera, that's like, whoa, dude, bitch. So that she's been suspended uh, upon further investigation. Yeah, just so. to, to taste someone already and hand in handcuffs uh, while you're talking shit. And she goes, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and for someone to, to you know. You'd have to. I'll never want to be a first responder imposter, but I'd I'd imagine when someone tells you they have a gun, yeah, it's they're not pretty. they're not looking to use it. They want they're telling you, hey, I I have a gun. So it really should maybe uh, change change your mindset a little bit. This person's super compliant, and maybe you don't have to taste yeah. them while they're yeah. Well, you can already tell it. It's, it's an Alabama white cop handcuffed black suspect. It's not going to go well. Optics are yes, not the good. Optics have been shattered on this one. <laughs> Let's hurry up and talk about good cops. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm the uh, this this one happened uh, in 19 of uh, 19. Geez, and 2019. It's a few years old, but uh, just came across our feed and uh, heroes or heroes. Um, no matter if it happened this week or or four years ago. And the level of this heroism needs to be talked about. Um, Joseph Seals out of. 
uh, New York. Um, mm-hmm. Got a bolo call of a uh, possible terrorist in a van. He does. He starts going proactive, and he finds this van in a uh, in a cemetery. He goes to uh, approach the van, um, gets into an exchange of of gunfire, and uh, and he gives his life um, for uh, for the people of New York City is is really what he did. What that van now when they were terrorists. And they were they were plotting, and now they know that they're found. Now mm-hmm. they have to go into kind of an emergency action plan. They basically go out and find the first, uh, I believe it was a grocery store. I think it was Jewish owned. A Jewish owned grocery yeah. store, and uh, started uh, shooting people up. Now, unfortunately, three people still died. You know, um, during this incident. However, his actions of going up and confronting them. Uh, they, they found out there was a pipe bomb, you know, still in the van. They left behind because they were like, hey, you know, we can't, you know, we can't uh, do this well thought out plan where if, if you think about it, pipe bombs without cops, you know, already engaging cops, they'd have been free for a while to do whatever they wanted. And who knows how many lives his actions saved. So here of the week, here forever, uh, Joseph Seals. Yeah. I mean, and it's like that the rush that ru- rushing them is key. Have you ever seen every bank robbery movie? Everyone, when it goes to shit, when they rush it, that last heist where they just get caught because something changed in the plan. Guys said, hey, man, we shouldn't do this. Other guys says we're doing it anyways. Change of plans. And it's always botched. What's your favorite bank robber movie? It's got to be one of the, the Oceans series are, are pretty good, but the beginning were better than the, than the latter. You're going to pick that over Heat? Oh, gosh. Heat or over... Uh, Den of Thieves? What? The town, the, the town, town's a good one. This guy's sitting here saying Ocean's Eleven when we just listed off all these bangers. No, no, no. You know what? Now, you, 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 I wasn't ready for the question. You forced me. What was the uh, what was the um, um, the guy that plays in the Matrix and Keanu Reeves? Keanu, what was the Keanu Reeves? Oh, oh, the Surfer movie. Point Break. Point Break. I'm going with Point Break. Mm. Point Break. Point Break. Number one. Uh, for, I don't know for whatever reason. We made it a point to watch that movie on on every deployment uh, I was on because it's such a, a a classic, if you will. So, Point Break for sure. Right. Changing my answer, final answer, Point Break. 